We're going to start out a little interactive thing here. Um, this applies to students. This applies to faculty. This applies to staff. Raise your hand if at any point in your life you ever experienced a breakup. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It happens, doesn't it? Dr. Garner asked me to explain or, or share with you, actually, a very different part of identity in Jesus. And that's my assignment today. And so I want to tell you about one of the hardest breakups in my life. I broke up with God. So unbelievably conflicted. I didn't think I could be done with him, but I simultaneously wanted nothing to do with him. I'm being real transparent with this part of me because I think you need to know that very possibly many of the adults at York University have had periods of doubt, really tough life circumstances to navigate, disillusionment with God or Jesus, and possibly even anger that accompanied our identity with Jesus. I think it's important to tell you this because I know that placing your identity in Jesus won't keep you from having excruciating moments where life just blows chunks all over you. There will be days, weeks, maybe even seasons of your life when you absolutely, positively, beyond a shadow of a doubt, win the It Sucks to Be Me award. Many people were raised to believe in those moments that if we have doubt, anger, disillusionment, or any of their cousins, it means there's something wrong with our faith. And I'm standing before you today telling you I ain't buying that farm. I think doubt is an actually an essential part of faith. I think we all have desert and wilderness experiences in our life. I think we all have tough questions that ding, dong, king, kong, sometimes we just don't even get answers to. I don't think you can claim as your own what you haven't previously doubted, questioned, or wrestled with. Oh, you're cute, DR, but no, you just don't understand. My mommy and daddy raised me to have fun with that. You're living on mommy and daddy's faith. You're not living on your own. You're trying to live in their identity. And when the winds of life come, they don't care your parents raised you. They don't care what church you went to. 
how safe are we if we do that? That's, I, I'm not used to hearing something like this at the well. How, how safe are we to like be in that place on the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I think we're in safe territory. Jesus felt forsaken by God. I have felt forsaken by God. I've had seasons of my life where I did not sense his presence, think he was listening to me, paying any attention to me at all, or possibly even caring about me. I know. What do you think a head trip it is to feel all that stuff and know you're a professor at a university Christian school? Well, you're going to have to deal with that, just like I did. You can do with me whatever you want to. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I went through. And notice, 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 please notice, I said I felt forsaken by God. Oh, it was a powerful feeling. My heart was disconnected from my head. And when my head was trying to tell my heart, but DR, you know my heart was going like, shut up. Get that out of here right now. I don't want that stuff. I believe my head knew the right things that my heart couldn't acknowledge. I think you're going to have times like that. And you need to know, so do we. I want to be someone. Someone of the many. That if you're, if you're having an identity crisis in Jesus, I get that. But maybe after today, you'll be like, that's what DR was talking about. I'll bet I could go to him. Absolutely. You can come to me. Because you, you know after today, I've been there. You don't have to wonder. That was not a pleasant phase of my life. Actually, it was the one of the most wretched. I really hoped the breakup wasn't for good, but at the time, I, I really didn't know how long it would last. You've heard other presenters at the well this year speak of the importance of your posse. Who do you hang with? What voices are in your head when your voice is wacko cracko? I cannot underscore how right they are. I don't want to leave you in the temporary wilderness where I was because I'm not there anymore. Oh, but I was. So what helped me through this thing I never, ever thought would happen to me? What I went through happens to other people, not me, not with my spiritual heritage, You're so cute, dude. I internalized 
these people as my Avenger squad because they became like superheroes to me and they don't even know it. They listened to me. They were present. Bless them, they didn't try to fix me. They weren't afraid of my wilderness wanderings. Professor Fraser, maybe not back from the prison yet this morning. She's teaching. She's not in it. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for always being my safe space and knowing and loving me as you do. I never want to imagine a life without your friendship. Dr. Garner, thank you for really, really listening to me, offering advice, making me feel heard, but never shamed. President Smith, you prayed for me, and your prayers were heard when I had trouble even praying myself. I wept in your office, and you decided to just love me and not give up on me. Thank you. Dr. and Catherine Safferline, you were instrumental in seeing me through the darkness, and your constant devotion to me is probably a gift I can never repay. These precious people heard me at my worst, but never changed their love or commitment to me. I cannot thank them enough. They may not even be aware of what God was doing through them, but I was, and I'm forever grateful for the space the advice, and the prayers they gave me. And yes, even 63-year-olds sometimes need other people to help light the path for them. And so I want to humbly suggest to you, you need to find path lighters. You will walk in darkness at some point. And that's not the time to go, I can't see anything. Be nice if I had a flashlight. (laughs) You already have those relationships established with people that you trust that are going to light the way for you. So what did God do when I broke up with him? Well, I can tell you what he didn't do. I didn't change his nature. He's still the God of the universe. What I changed was me. I'm the one that changed, not him. He's unchangeable. So what did he do? He waited patiently. That's what he does. Whenever you are ready for him or a new version of him in your life, he will be there waiting for you. And just like the story of the prodigal son in the Gospel of Luke, when he sees you heading towards him, he's going to run, he's going to meet you, and he's going to say, <laughs> Party time! <laughs> yeah! 
wherever your journey is right now, today, please know that I and many other adults and peers, we're just here to love you, to be with you, and to help you in any way we can. I think the fact that we all suffer and all need help proves both our joint humanity and our need for one another. I now believe more strongly than ever that any identity other than one in Jesus will not provide the answers you seek. It also doesn't ensure we will always get the answers or the answers we want. However, I'm glad I went through that wretched time in my life. I feel like I'm better for it. Have you ever noticed that about hard times? But I want you to hear me say loud and clear that I cannot imagine my life without it being rooted in the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't even fathom it. God is waiting for each of you. May your journey here lead each of you closer to Him. And I thank you for your kind attention and for the honor of sharing part of myself with you.